always with the shits. Put a hundred in my pocket and a hundred on the rims. That's my little bitch. That's that's my little bitch. That's my little bitch. That's that's my little bitch. Put a red dress on her and some gas for the trip. Got a hundred in my pocket and a couple on the tin. That's my little bitch. That's that's my little bitch. That's my little bitch. That's that's my little bitch. I'm a hot motherfucker. Please, no pictures. I'm a tired motherfucker. Spotty says the tickle when it's fake, nigga. Dread swinging like a D.I.E. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sushi with Sima. Hey. Okay. This is like the fall edition, so I'm like recording a bunch of episodes because it's been. A break. I don't know when this episode will come out, what order, but I had to get back my girl, Milena, Mel, Millie from the Billy. I don't know what to say. Milena. 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 We're going to always start out with the intro of introducing her name the right yes. way. So I, I'm, I don't know why I'm so bad at this, but <laughs> I love her a lot. Like, more so the past four months than ever. <laughs> I'll get to that why. But um, yeah, I she's she last time we spoke, she just moved out to LA to um, you know, get out of her comfort zone, pursue her dreams, live her life, and she's been doing that and she's back in Phoenix for, you know, a, a small amount of time, you know, just to say hi, teach some classes, do some grooves, get some no sleep. Get some no sleep. <laughs> and uh, I had to bring her, and she was lucky enough. I mean, she was kind enough to come. And, yeah, we thought we'll do another episode because a lot of people liked the last one, and we thought, let's do this one, but let's uh, let's keep it a little bit different because, you know, she's, she's very articulate, well-spoken. <laughs> but uh, when I spent time with her recently, I realized we just so such goofballs yes. so awkward so so we're all we're all having a messed up life you know no matter how how put together we are on social media it's <laughs> in real life we have no idea what the heck is going on so very like, true <laughs> yeah it yeah so thank you so much if you haven't listened to this the previous episode of her just a little you know intro about her she's by profession, she's a you know a mental health advocate. She's uh, studying psychotherapy right now, and she's gonna help a lot of people. She's already helping a lot of people, but her uh, love is for dancing, and uh, she teaches that as well. She's been pursuing that in LA, you know, just making people like go crazy for her. <laughs> she's like <laughs> turning the heat waves up, and uh, yeah, she's she's amazing. So. Yeah, everyone should just like follow her and just stalk her. So. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. I'm glad you did. That means last time, what I did, it wasn't that crazy, and no. now it's just the both of us. So it's just like one on one time, girls, girls chat, girls talk. So probably this is gonna be a very personal episode, but hopefully some learning because we're gonna be talking a lot about the year in review, the. I guess the half a decade interview, <laughs> just just reviewing, just taking some time uh, t- time to, you know, figure out what what's been happening. A lot of changes have happened in both our lives, and um, really want to get to that. So, what's up? How's it going? Hi. How's LA been? LA has been <laughs> LA. Get to it. Let's just get to it. <laughs> yeah, LA's been cool. It's different. Mm-hmm. Makes you realize how much you 
love conveniency here in Arizona, um, how much we don't like traffic. But um, overall, it's been cool. I've been able to, since the last time I saw you here, I've been able to find like a couple of different things, um, different places to go, different people, which has been cool. It's been nice. I did um, a couple of different dance gigs. Which was cool, good learning lessons, kind of <laughs> figuring out what I like and yeah. what I don't like. I've taken classes, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, I've got to learn from some awesome people. So Yeah, a lot of your friends are good. there too. Yeah, my core friends are out there. I've got like my roommates were very close. They're from Phoenix too. So yeah. I've got like a good setup of people there, mm-hmm. which is super important. Good support system. And I got a nice visit from you. I know. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was gonna say I had the I had the privilege of getting an insight into her life, <laughs> and let me just say um, I've been meaning to say this. It's been a it was a spiritual retreat. <laughs> oh really? I feel like we did nothing. I know, but it was no. It like it, it, I, we didn't do anything, but we spoke a lot. We did. We spoke a lot. We uh, picked a lot of grapefruits randomly from our backyard. We do have a grapefruit tree in LA. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I unexpectedly, I don't want to tell why I ended up in LA, but it's really, I was in a very impulsive mood and I called her up in a panic state saying, hey, girl, and she, you know, when she picked up, she thought I was having like a mental breakdown. So she's like, okay, calm down, breathe. (laughs) But I was like, no, I'm okay. I just, um, I'm coming to LA and uh, right now, right now. And (laughs) I need a place to stay because I'm homeless. So she. (laughs) She's like, yeah, yeah, I totally you can come. And she she was so kind to allow me to come. And it's funny because I lived in L.A. Um, too. So I'm very familiar with the area. A lot of my friends that I had initially met was in L.A. And it's so funny now that my Phoenix friends are the ones that I've, I have to rely on in L.A. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's crazy to see that and... Yeah, we we just really bonded because whenever we run into each other, it's just, you know, been here and there. I always knew, like, from afar that we're very similar. We're similar backgrounds. Mm-hmm. We just got good vibes from each other, but we never really spoke, like, in depth. Yeah, we're dancing usually. <laughs> yeah, or she's teaching or she's, like, killing it, and I'm just, like, in awe of her. Stop, and you're killing it, too. Duh, I know. But, like, it's, it's she's, she's, she's like, the legend of Phoenix. That's why, no, that's why all these people must have – so she was saying that she yesterday she was teaching a class, and uh, she, she, she said a lot of new faces came, and I'm like, yeah, because you're known as the legend of Phoenix. <laughs> Everyone knows you as – the girl of phoenix who you know kills it and when you come so they all want to see you and take that opportunity for them it's like we're taking a lesson in la so yeah i wanted to come too but uh, my arm is messed up i don't know (laughs) this this year has been a lot of like injuries and sickness well it's a lot of risk taking i feel like you're doing this year so (laughs) yeah some consequences i know Uh, i know injuries suck i know so i don't know but yeah even after that trip I, I, it was a great, it was such a change of pace for me, but it took me some time to kind of get back into the zone. Like for, I guess like the whole month of August, I was like sick and 
not doing as much. And then all of a sudden, one September, I was supposed to go out to Florida for Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I remember this. I told you that. I mm-hmm. planned that. I like all that set up and then Hurricane Dorian hit. <laughs> so that got canceled. Like the universe is telling me that that's it. You need to slow down. You slow down. The universe is telling you. And I felt sick. I, and then I, I just said, it was September 1st and I'm like, it's a new month. It's birthday month. I'm going to get my life together, get it clean. Spring cleaning, no, fall cleaning. <laughs> We're going to do some real deep spring We're cleaning. <laughs> deep fall cleaning. Hot girl summer is over. <laughs> what was it? Will Smith said hot girl summer is over. Itchy fall sweater is back. Itchy fall sweater. <laughs> love it. Oh, I love Megan so, Stallion. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, love you. The, love her. her. I loved her. Yeah, I, I she introduced me to Megan the Stallion. The Stallion. She, yeah. Her music makes me feel so, like, a, a certain kind of way. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, the brat and, like, little Kim back in the day. So I love it. It's empowering. You should do a piece on that. Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not my style, but I love listening to it. You guys I could sit in it forever. Listen to Hot Girl Summer. It does not mean a, a girl that's hot and claiming to be hot. It just yeah. means a girl. It's like girls got to have fun. Mm-hmm. No, girl's gone wild. <laughs> yeah, no, I think people now have, like, taken it and they're like, oh, hot girl summer, it means I get to do all this stupid stuff. But if you listen to her actually talk about what she meant by hot girl summer, it's not really about them. Yeah. But I recommend listening to her freestyles. Mm. They're good. Yeah. She's I, talented. That's good. And tall. Yeah. AKA, oh. I will never get to dance for her because I'm short. <laughs> no! I was just thinking, yeah, you no, should. No, I'm too small. Oh. She could put her elbow on my head. <laughs> like, she could literally Wait, Nicki Minaj dance with her. Yeah, but Nicki Minaj is an artist, yeah. you know. You're Background right. dancer, I can't stick out. You're a little artist. tiny thing in the back. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the interesting thing I've learned again from this year that just focus so much on like my body, yeah. not in the not in a bad way, negative way. I think so. We both are in our mid twenties. Uh, Ooh, I'm in my late 20s. 20s. Oh! I'm 28, you guys. Yeah, I know, but she doesn't look like Someone it. Someone thought I was 22 yesterday <laughs> <laughs> in class, yeah. But there are a lot of girls who are 18 who look like they're 25. Yeah, but, you know, I think it's just because I dress like a 12-year-old boy. Which is <laughs> <laughs> fine. I act like a 12-year-old boy sometimes, too. You so. act like one. It's totally fine, uh, yeah. And sometimes you act like... Um, Mature grown ass woman. So a whole grown ass woman. That's what I'm saying. It's we've spoken about this before that we all have our different sides and you just gotta embrace it. But yeah, uh, this this year has been interesting. I'm turning twenty six in a couple of weeks. Probably by the time this episode comes out I would have been twenty six over. Mm-hmm. We're almost like similar age and I don't feel at all like I'm in my mid twenties. I feel like we're just getting started. Yeah. You know, they say Oh, you should move to LA when you're 18, or you know, for college. But get rid of the shoulds. They're yeah, shitting on each should, other. Should yeah, and I've I want and when she I saw her, I was like, oh, I want to. I I've always had that goal that I want to move to LA, mm-hmm. but I'm just giving it some time just to prepare. But I I want to yeah, I'll go. Yeah, out I would the, just wait. Yeah. I didn't. I never really had the desire to move or leave Phoenix at all. Yeah, and then one day it just hit me. And then that's when I went. And I feel like that was the right timing. Otherwise, if I would have tried to, like, force that, I feel like I would have had a really, really tough time going out there and being unsettled and not actually wanting to be here but thinking I may want to be here. Yeah. I think you just had to go with your guts, your second brain. I know. 
Yeah. Second That's brain cell like how I, I randomly came and showed up at your house. Yeah, my, my <laughs> gut. And it wasn't even specifically Callie. It just, my gut told me, you need to get up. Like, get you up. need to move. You need to yeah. get uncomfortable. Like, you're too comfy here. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that's what it's been for me, too. It's being out of the comfort zone, I guess. That, and a big thing I've learned this year, I've been hashtagging this a lot, the year of manifestation. Yeah. Like, making shit happen. Yeah. Getting shit done. So I don't mean to curse a lot, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I usually don't set a lot of goals for myself. I just keep it in my mind on a very high level, but I don't do that because I feel... Like, I would be disappointing myself if I don't achieve them. But I had very specific goals for this year. I don't know if you did, too. Did you? Um, With what you just said, that's kind of what I recently was talking about, though, oh. about living, living small to avoid feeling failure. Mm. Like, you know, so we kind of just avoid setting these goals or, like, trying out for things auditioning for things mm -hmm. because of that fear of failing so then we live small and in this bubble just because it's safe i never have to worry about not being good enough or mm -hmm. not being chosen or anything like that but it'll keep you small yeah yeah for sure i it i'm trying to think if i set goals this year um i've become i think the biggest change for me in these last probably this last like a year and a half was i've become mindful and content in the moment mm. before that i was very like my thinking was on the future i used to think about what i was going to do what i needed to get done my entire fairy tale story like i had it all set <laughs> and after that i think um i think i dealt with some like pretty tough stuff at 27 and then but it was my favorite year mm -hmm. after that i just learned like i need to be here in this moment yeah. Because I was so focused on the future that I wasn't really taking my taking care of myself in the moment. It didn't really matter what I was planning in the mm -hmm. future because currently like I didn't feel good. So I had to kind of just reshift my thinking and my focus and it's probably the best thing ever. I don't worry about the future the same way I used to before. I've developed certain trust in myself to know that like whatever it is, I've I've got my back. Yeah. Of course real like a good balance of each. You can't yeah. just like not think about the future at all, but <laughs> I don't worry about the worry, future. Yeah. 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 Which is different. I think that's how a lot of people feel at this age too. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're working or they've just graduated, they feel like the next step is okay, we get our job, get that promotion, find the love of our life. Fairy tale, yeah. Get married. And I see that a lot. I see so many people every day on social media I see someone getting engaged, married, having a kid. And f for a hot minute, it, it kind of affected me. I was like, oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. this is how is this like am I going too old? Ah, yeah. Going. Am I not on track? Mm -hmm. Am Should I not have done this? Yeah. But then at the same time, I think about all the cool stuff that's happened and where I am really in my life. And I think, wow, I'm grateful. Like, yeah, I don't care about exactly. Where I need to be. I'm writing my own path. Yeah. And that's that's where, you, you know, I want to go at. So as long as I'm surrounded by such kind of people, that's all that matters. Yeah. You know? And that's like a huge part of it, especially with that mid-age is people are graduating from like college. Um, and that's obviously not everybody, but um, you go from having a syllabus, a paper telling you what you need to do to get to where you want to be. And then to all of a sudden graduate and go cold turkey and you have no 
paper telling you what to do, I think that's kind of scary for a lot of people. Mm. And it just, you become kind of like misguided and you're starting to think like, I, I don't know, like, I think people debate their purpose at that point and just start to wonder like, okay, I was supposed to graduate and then life was supposed to make sense. I was supposed yes. to get this job. Things were supposed to fall in place. And I feel like they get a little frazzled when they don't, when yeah. it, it doesn't work out that way. Yeah, I I gotten so many messages from people, my friends, they said, you know, when we were in college, I miss college now because it was a fixed thing. We had an exam, you we had control, an assignment, yeah. you had control, and now what? And I say, this is the time you need to go find your passion. People are going to regret doing this 10 years on the line when they have strings attached. I mean, it, you can do it then too, but it's different. It's yeah. different situation. This is the best time of our lives. And if I see someone complaining, I feel like, no, man. I Even sometimes if I'm, I'm like, no, this is your best time yeah. live your life have you know everyday hot girl stuff every day every day is a hot girl summer. yeah oh yeah especially in phoenix it's a hot girl <laughs> summer every day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true all everything well well let's be real hot girl summer is really in la though like oh uh, what do you mean it's just it's i don't know the beaches the life oh i guess the style. beaches i don't know it's it's rough too but yeah i Whenever someone See, says you oh. lived there, so it's a little different. You know, for me, just going there within such a short time, it's so hard to see all of L.A. Yeah. It is so big. And visiting L.A. is a lot different than living yeah. in L.A. I agree. Very different. Because when, yeah, when I studied there, I didn't really visit that much because I didn't have time. It's just a process. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to drive out for 45 <laughs> minutes, and then you're going to have to look for parking for 45 <laughs> minutes, and then you're going to get a ticket. For sure. Then, yeah, it's just... <laughs> Just it's just an expensive little trip. <laughs> and then by the time you're done with all that, your parking's up and you need to go back. Uh, it's just so much. That's part of the reality if you want to get the dream, I guess. Yeah. It's funny. I remember she posted this thing saying, I made it, guys. I made it to LA because I got the parking ticket. Yeah. So fast. It's so fast. Ridiculous. <laughs> Tried to go to a coffee shop, got a ticket. I was like, okay. Like, I feel like I'm officially here now. Yeah, yeah. That That, that was interesting because now... You go from this place where you know everything, everyone, it's so convenient, mm -hmm. family's here, and then suddenly you go to this place. Yeah, you have core friends, but you go into a bigger picture where all of them are so talented. Yeah. All of them are chasing their the same dream. Did that at all make you feel intimidated or Um, honestly, um I don't pursue dance in that way. Mm -hmm. So it um it the dance part doesn't really affect me like for me it's just really i go take class i get what i need from it and then i go home dance has always been my selfish thing i don't i really don't think about anybody else in that room besides mm -hmm. myself when i go take dance classes um that is like that's part of like my self-care routine that's all that is so because i'm not pursuing it in that sense it's not that See, not not that it's not serious, but it's not it's not a competitive thing. I don't compare myself to other people. I don't really do any of that because I'm not competing for a spot, yeah. the same spot that they're probably competing for. Yeah. So, I have no pressure when it comes to dance. Just overall, honestly, being again, getting out of my comfort zone. I noticed that I want to nest right back into like a little <laughs> comfortable bubble, even out there, like. I was like, you know, all right, I need to get my room set up. I need to do all this stuff. And I was just kind of making it my little phoenix. And I just have to remind <laughs> myself, like, no, like, you didn't come out here to do the same things again. Like, you 
go out there and get tickets, girl. Like, get out. Yeah. So I've had to, like, really, you know, um, check in with myself and make sure that, like, I'm doing what I came here for, which was to get out of my comfort zone and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, The dance scene is there is pretty – it's pretty cool. Um, Imagine just Phoenix's dance community, but times 500. Mm -hmm. Um, It's different. And the thing is with L.A., L.A. is very, like, commercial and – very social Instagrammy and all that kind of stuff. So it's a little it's glamorous. Yeah, and I'm really not glamorous. too glammy as a person. So I didn't. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't too wowed by it. Like there, but the good thing again, you do have so many more classes that are like very commercial mm-hmm. and online and all kinds of stuff. Um, but you also have access to so many more classes that aren't like that. That have amazing teachers, great people, and really good experiences so um i still have like all that that i can go to and experience there it's just expensive but i have the ability to at least go to that's that the other thing the cost of living yeah but i don't really like dancing for money I, mm. yeah but have you been doing i remember last time you you said you sort of started doing like support groups there has that like? Um, that I've spoken to some people. Um, I've had some people reach out to me about doing stuff out there um, because I don't know LA too, and I don't know their yeah. area training community. I, I have let them know, like you know, I'm willing to do this kind of stuff, but I do also need you guys to put in the work. Like and starting from scratch now. Yeah, and I, and honestly, that's the same thing that I do here in Phoenix when yeah. it comes to people that want that. I let them know, like they have to meet me halfway. Yeah, like I can't do all the work for you when people aren't in the right state of change. There's just nothing. It's just. You can't like I can't force you out and force you to be here and force you to do that. And I just noticed with a lot of people, it tends to be that where it's like they're contemplative, like they're like thinking about these changes that they want to make or thinking about these things. But it's like they have yet to get to that point where they've acknowledged like, oh, I'm a huge part of the problems that I'm having right now and Mm -hmm. I need to do something about it. And really, it's hard to help people before they realize like, oh, I'm like I'm part of this like I need to take the next step to do something otherwise when they're in that state where they're just thinking about these issues there's just not much you do yeah. which we've all experienced we've all had those friends that I mean gosh relationship friends that are in relationships that were like eh, about you know and you try and tell them like oh hey like you know you can only do this so person much. has done this and this and this to you like what are you thinking like do you want to leave them like yeah. But, you know, again, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, if they don't see it, there's no point. Yeah. You just... I mean, that's what you, that's how I've taken friendship in a lot of ways, that I can't question your decisions, mm-hmm. but I'll be there for you. Yeah. You know, when you need me and things like that. Yeah. But, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think filtering <laughs> is a huge part of 20s. <laughs> filtering? Like, filtering people. So, um... And I'm sure it probably started probably when I was like your age or a little younger. Like I just started to filter people in my life, like in a sense of, yeah, where it's just like, it's not that I don't like everybody, but sometimes like I don't necessarily like we're not heading the same direction or we're not growing in the same way. Our Mm -hmm. energy isn't the same. Um, Our goals are different. Our intentions are different. We're just becoming different people which it doesn't mean i have to not like you just because i'm I'm not for what you do but 
it also doesn't mean that I need to continue and try to fight and make this relationship work that is no longer working. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been like my one of my favorite things about growing the in like mid late twenties is just getting rid of the unneeded energy, the energy, the empty energy. Honestly, that's what it is. It's just getting rid of empty energy that I don't need. You know, when you experience like really good friendships and really good relationships, it just makes you wonder like why. Why even waste a second on like undesired energy? Yeah, I'm like, what have I been missing out on? Yeah, and when you and that's all you need. You've got like your. It could be one people. It could be your family. When you've, when you start to realize what a really good and healthy environment is, you have no desire to like tolerate or keep anything that is less than that. Yeah, and that's okay. It's not some like terrible thing yeah, where it's, it's like, not. hey, I have to break up with you because your energy is empty. You know, <laughs> it's nothing like that, but. <laughs> It's just, you know, you're just moving and we all move and it's better that way because, you know, as like children, when our friends do something we don't like, we're kind of harsh and we're just like, oh, like, I don't like that you're doing that. But it's like, you know, who am I to judge you off of what you decide to do with your life? Like, it's not it's none of my business. Yeah, so I'm not going to take personal. Yeah. I don't like drama. I don't yeah. like the conflict either. So I guess just doing it that way has I'd be like I'd rather avoid you than get into a sticky situation with you which I'm gonna regret later yeah exactly and then you don't wanna it's really just not your place to sit there and tell somebody where they should be at or what they should be doing to shit on anybody else honestly mm -hmm. we shouldn't be doing it yeah I agree yeah that's that's true I mean I'll be talking about this more too when Delaney comes cause we're gonna be talking about friendships and stuff mm -hmm. but um I was I was thinking a lot about that too. Even here, the little community, and you mentioned something about something hitting you hard, and I think that's another thing I've learned is when I hit I wouldn't say rock bottom, but I just I hit this point in my life where I felt like I'm giving a lot of time to people that probably are not giving me the same amount. Mm -hmm. um, I need to focus on myself a bit more and then uh, then my friends i still give a lot of like time to my friends because i'm really busy but if you text me at like at a certain time i will text back to you and you know be there for you when you need me i've always been that way mm -hmm. but i've learned that okay you need to focus on yourself and your goals and what you're gonna do and be comfortable with yourself yeah i've just been that way like I just don't need anything now. <laughs> yeah. I think just learning the balance of, again, like self-care and balancing that with other things. So if, I don't know if you read my post, I've talked about like self-esteem, right? Yeah. So it's how you feel about yourself compared to how you feel you should be. Yeah. It's that gap. So what happens a lot is people base their self-esteem based off of what they do mm -hmm. and not who they are. So we all have this tendency to like go above and beyond in work in friendships in life so we can get certain validation from other people that like hey you are a good person because you volunteered or you're a great person because you went picked me up here dropped me off here took me all the way to LA you did all these things and that's what makes you a good person but in reality it's who we are and that that idea of focusing on what we do making us good people is what leads us to burnout and we end up all of a sudden just in the middle of the day or a middle of your work year and you're just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, you get burnt out, really. 
and you just feel overwhelmed you it's too much for you you can't really do anything and that kind of might have been something similar to what you were talking about when you were Mm -hmm. like I just couldn't get back in the groove of anything and it's because we just overwork and we overkill ourselves without like balancing and checking in with ourselves which is why self-care is so important yeah 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 I'm trying to do that trying to yeah I, I do like I something... it takes time though yeah. it's called it's literally called practicing self-care for a reason you have to practice it you have to make it a habit yeah. we've made hard work a habit yeah and we now we need to make self-care and taking care of ourselves a habit it's true it'll take time yeah it happens it's the only way you're gonna learn thanks mom <laughs> <laughs> i feel so much better see yeah. this is how i felt when i was in la you guys <laughs> she, you were talking about all kinds of things um, yeah, if honestly, if people would just be be real and just talk, not, hey, how are you? Good, good, how are you? None of that. Like, actually talk about how they're doing, then you can do something about it. Yeah. But most of the time, people's interactions, you know, you ask people how they're doing. Oh, I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. You just keep it moving. You never really know how your friends are doing. You never really know how, what's going on in a lot of people's life. And it sucks you know obviously and it's not all of our business to know mm-hmm. how others are doing but the thing is if they're not acknowledging how they're doing then how are they going to get better yeah how are you know mm-hmm. how are things going to change for them and which is why i'm That's all true. about advocating to just make it an open conversation yeah talk about it yeah and it, it has in a lot of ways it just shouldn't get oh, like you shouldn't be portrayed in the wrong way you know Nowadays, people are like advocating it so much that it should not go in the opposite direction where it's taken as a joke, you know? Yeah. should still be taken as seriously as it is and not just, like, a normal thing. I mean, so you're saying, is, like, uh, mental health yeah. as a whole? Yeah, like, as a whole. I'm glad it's being spoken about a lot more than ever, especially because of social media, maybe even celebrities. I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time people shouldn't make a like a meme out of it you know yeah like i do notice there's a lot more people talking about it and acknowledging yeah the existence of mental health but it's like i don't know um it's almost like i notice like from just being online which i try not to be too much because it does kind of get annoying yes, for me yeah but it's like people are standing behind this behind one side of it and they're like oh i'm gonna teach how important mental health awareness is and it's like no like it's not really about you teaching others. It's really about you becoming aware in yourself. Like, that's the whole point of mental health awareness when professionals are, like, advocating for it is so you can become aware of it, mm-hmm. not so you can see an affirmation online and repost it and share it. Because um, a lot of people don't look into where they got that information from. You know, is it peer-reviewed? Is it a scholarly article? Is it, you know, is it something yeah. that someone actually wrote in, actually has research and science, like research behind it and supporting you know so it's like a lot of people advice giving which like in therapy there's no advice giving we do not give advice to people like that's not what we do you know and there's a lot of that online but again my theory behind it is I think people do that to make themselves feel better mm-hmm. they give out the advice they post all these things and they you know it's just like I mean we might as well just talk about social media at this point so <laughs> Really, I think it's just, it supports this entire facade, this idea of, like, I get to create this false sense of reality on Mm -hmm. the internet. I get to do whatever I want with it. I get to choose who's in it. 
who stars in it, what pictures, what I look like, what you see. You know, yeah, it's, it's a, like my own movie. It's like been, yeah, that's a big thing in our lives too this yeah, year. Yeah, and I think people start to convince themselves that it's true, that mm-hmm. this life that they've created on Instagram, this, this, this like image of themselves is who they actually are. You know, it's a matter of to put a title on your Instagram, it's a matter of just clicking. I can click that I'm a public figure. I can click that I'm a motivational speaker or anything like that. Yeah. Like, you know, you can click anything. You're not actually earning any titles. You're not not actually one. You just clicked it. But I think it's really making people believe that they do live this false sense of reality. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. It honestly just makes me wonder what's going to happen to the younger generation. Well, if Instagram falls or if they get rid of it, if something else comes out that they don't have and they lose the, these identities. When people are getting scammed and they lose their Instagram pages, what are they going to do? Mm. You know, do they become lost? Are you? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's the interesting thing that being a little bit on the mature and older side, um, being on the older side has kind of made me stronger with all these things with social media uh one thing i decided to do this year i last year i sort of started modeling but Mm -hmm. this year i really got into it and i became more conscious about my body because i see all these other really thin girls beautiful girls going up and you know killing it and i would think wow I've always not, I've been comfortable with my size and shape, but for the first time, it really dawned upon me that, oh, wow, I I can't do this. And that's exactly why I was like, no, I'm going to make sure I do get into a runway show just so I can prove people wrong that you can see a body type like mine because I'm so upset not seeing that. Um, It's the same case with people who I guess would say they're not tall enough, right? Um, but again, that's self-esteem. That's self-esteem. It's who, it's what, what you see yourself as, and what you feel like you should be. Yeah, but see, that's again, it's not, it's not controlled by us. I mean, the, the fact that you're selected for something is someone else yeah. judging you. But that's you. Like, I'm going to be honest. For anybody who wants to pursue dance or modeling or yeah. anything, you. This is the business side of dance. It's political or modeling. Like, yeah. it is 100% on a look. It's based, it, you know, there's... So... It just is what it is, and you have to prepare yourself going so into that. It's so eye-opening, yeah. Yeah. For anything, like, acting. But particular- They're going to tell you we want short people. We want tall people. We want people with gray hair. We yeah. want people who look sad. We want, you know, it's... Yeah. It's a business, and you really do have to... You have to prepare yourself going into that so that you know... Like, it's just your shield as far as who you are doesn't change. No matter what they pick, no matter what they try to do, it just, whatever they've got going on, whatever this business is looking for, doesn't take anything away from you. Mm-hmm. You're just not the what the fit for this specific job. Yeah. They can't, they literally can't post on there, like, hey, we're looking for a this and this and this and this and this, race, ethnicity, all this stuff. Like, they can't. They, they do, can't, though. Some of them do that, but... When they're doing like, so when they do uh, big auditions for like Block Talent Agency or MSA, any of that, um, they can put on their, I forgot what the word is, that it's a typecast. Uh-huh. They could put typecasting, but they can't advertise like as a whole that this entire audition is looking for one girl. 
one Asian girl who's 5'3", and wow. blah, blah, blah. So hundreds of people will come, but they cut you immediately. Yeah. We don't even dance. Like, you just go wow. out there, and they look, and they know what they're looking for. They just can't, like, literally, but it would be discriminatory. So they can't put it out there, but... Yeah. You, the people who go into that field. Yes. So if you're getting into modeling, girl, you need to get... Not that it's, like, tough skin, but you have to really... That balance of making sure that you're good, your self-esteem, mm-hmm. and making sure that you're untouchable, that has to be on, like... Yeah, which is 20. what I was going to say, is because I'm in the, like, like the more wise side of my life... Well, not totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'm not super young where I was very conscious. Like, I'm very self-aware... Um, very confident of myself that so it doesn't aff- it doesn't affect me that much but I can imagine if I was doing that at yeah. say 18 or something it would have affected me I mean yeah. now it's like you're aware which yeah is I'm good. aware like I'm I still love you know how I look still love my I still have a job a day job so it's like yeah this doesn't take anything this away is from just me. like yeah. fun for me it's just that it, it was like wow this this industry is really brutal it really is, and you have to... That's why for L.A., too, I want to make sure I'm mentally ready, too. Yeah. You know, because once you go out there, it's here itself, I see for an audition, 60 girls going in for a one role, as you said, and then... Oh, You're out there with, like, over 500, 500 girls. 500 girls. Yeah. Damn, it's... Uh, it's cool, but yeah, it's 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 all a learning thing, and that's what I wanted to do. It's getting out of your comfort zone, and then you grow as a person too. That yeah, okay, you're gonna have to feel some discomfort. You're, that's all the, the only way that you you're going to realize, like, grow. okay, this is something I can work on. Like, yeah, that's what I want to do for next year too. Is just keep getting out of my comfort zone, trying stuff out. That I guess that's the only way I can grow. Yeah. Really, and that's it's like making a nice little diet for yourself. <laughs> No, really, it is. Or a recipe for happiness. Um, But it's just a balance of how you... It's a set of things of how you balance your wellness. Yeah. You know, just knowing that, like, okay, this is what keeps me stable and doing good, is if I balance all these things out. Yeah. And so that way you don't go out there and you start, like, stop doing certain things, and then all of a sudden you're in that same hole that you felt here, you know? I think people have this idea that, like, oh, I'll go to a different state or I'll move or I'll quit my job and that's what's going to make me happy. And it's like, no, that's Mm -hmm. not. Like, it's it's about balancing your wellness and Mm -hmm. really just being aware of all that. And it takes time. It's okay. It's not – none of us have figured it all out. It's always going to change. My balance next year, like, whatever my little diet is, next year it's going to be a little different because I'm becoming different. Mm -hmm. Every single year I'm changing. We're going to change once – if I get married, that balance is going to be different as a wife. If I become a mother, that balance is going to be a little bit different. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and it's it's just having to accept the idea that I, we are always evolving as people mm-hmm. and we need to just keep up with that. It's it's work. Yeah. It's worth it. It's what work. else are we going to do, honestly? Yeah, it's our life. One life to live. Yeah. Uh, make it worth Soap it. Soap opera. <laughs> Soap opera. I seriously feel like my life is a TV show. So I... Mm-hmm. I Oh, but we'll finish watching the show. I don't know if you watched it. It's called Insecure. <laughs> Insecure. Oh, my gosh. On HBO. Yes. I love that show. Oh. A little underwhelmed with the last season. Yeah. But the first, I think was it was it first two that came yes. out originally? Or the first one? First two. Yeah. Loved. What a show. I watched it recently. And if you all are listening, it's it's a show based on LA again. Just watch it. Just yeah. watch it. It's about again what we're talking about. <laughs> These two girls—they've graduated, 
but their life is still messed up in their late yeah. 20s. It's great. And I watched that show and I was like, wow, if only I can create something similar like to this kind of basic off of my life situation. Yeah. I just, it just but it is basic life. Like you've got the one girl who went and did everything the fairy tale story, right? Yeah. She went to school. She became a lawyer. But she's her successful. Life is but yeah, she's like lost and having a hard time because it's like, okay, this didn't solve all my problems. And then you've got the other one who went <laughs> fun route and did all this stuff. But then she's also <laughs> coming to a point where she's lost because she's just like, I don't know what to do. Like yeah. I stopped doing this, and so that's why, like, when I. In dance class, I tell people the same thing. Like, it's easy to look at other people and think, like, oh, they've got it all together. But no one ever recognizes the journey. And also, we just never know. You can look. You see celebrities online that, You see us online. <laughs> yeah. But especially when it comes to celebrities, because people think monetary value, uh, yeah. ma- money is going to solve your yeah, problems, yeah. success, and stuff. And then you see something bad happen, and you're like, oh, my God, they were... They were going through depression or they were mm. going through this. It's like, what? They had everything. It's like, that's just, yeah. again, not the answer. Not the answer. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> if we could buy it all and that would make us happy. Or yeah. I, yeah. Sometimes I think that people must be thinking, oh, she's having the perfect life. She's living her dream. But you don't realize the amount of hard work I put into this. Yeah. You know? I'm not saying that I want to make that life show that it's perfect. But, you know, at the same time, I'm trying to, like, find this balance of also showing that I'm pursuing what I love so that you can do it, too. Mm-hmm. So it's, again. I think there's, there's it's empowering. Sharing is really cool. Yeah. At first, I, I never, like, I mean, my Instagram is really <clears throat> originally just based off of just dance. Yeah. I, I got, I get most of my bookings through that. And then, it's your portfolio, uh, essentially, for creative people. Literally. If you use it the right way. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, hey, don't take anything on here personal. It's business. Literally, for some of us, Instagram is purely business. Yeah. Um, but I started to slowly, like, I was like, okay, maybe I'll, like, I'll try to balance out, like, other things. And I like how you put it together. I try. You know, but for me, with everything, it just has to be genuine. So I can't. Um, it's not something I could do like daily where it's like, cause I've had people ask me to like, Hey, can you do like daily talks? And I'm like, that's eh, just not how I roll. Like, it's just sometimes if I'm feeling it, if like, you know, I went to a class and I feel something as I go home, I write. Yeah. I'll just start to write everything that I'm feeling. And then, you know, as I have time, I can do that if it's convenient, but I just couldn't, I mean, and I admire people who do it like on a regular basis and post daily and blog and stuff like that. But I was like, I just, I can't, it's yeah, too, me too, it's difficult, I can't post but yeah. It's cool being able to see people that like mm. will like, hey, like I saw this post and it's really helped me or like people mm. that message me and stuff like that. That's, when I went to L.A., I got that a lot. That's great. Totally surprised me. Most people knew they're like, hey, we, we saw your mental health stuff. So I love being able to do that and create that. Yeah. So, yeah, my point was with you sharing like your journey with acting and modeling. Mm-hmm. Um, there is just there's just power and ownership in sharing that because it, it kind of gives other people permission to like share their thoughts like you know like when I started talking about dancing in our Habesha community people were just like yeah you know well you know what? I like music and I like to sing and I like to do this and you know it kind of gave people like like somehow like just permission unconsciously to be like you know I can own up to these and other things that I really girl. love that I feel afraid to like really own up and say like I love doing music or like I love singing I love doing this you know Mm -hmm. and so it's cool I think it's great for you to do that because it it really does inspire the people and it doesn't mean that you have to be like perfect you don't have to like be this aspire this successful runway model to do it like yeah just Just do it as a creative outlet it is what it is (laughs) 
Okay, I have a weird question about yeah. the show. Okay. Do you ever, um, are you, I'm one of these people, clearly, but um, when you watch shows, do you ever, like, subconsciously compare them to your life? Yeah. Or, like, yeah. start to take on the feelings of the show? I, I do, only because, um, as an actor, I feel, like, very deep into it. I get very deep into the characterization and yeah. the feelings of it, so I feel... If I'm especially if I'm binge watching something, I remember I used to binge watch Homeland. So for a moment, a good minute, I felt like I'm a CIA. Yeah, looking at everything a little like <laughs> squinty I'm eyed. Ready. I have my pretend gun. Oh, you know what? I never thought about it in a sense of being like on the performing arts side and yeah. how like and the writing side too. My goodness. Yeah. I, I after the show they have like a little sit back where they discuss about the episode so i used to watch that to really think about oh that's why they did that yeah i can't watch too many shows because i really do take it on i take it on yes I you told me this ball she loves new girl everyone i love new girl because you know it's light it's chill and it's yeah it's, it's just but again that's part of my balance because working in the field that i work it's a little heavy yeah so she can't watch euphoria when i go home i don't want to watch something heavy but i think i could it's just sometimes i'm i have to just be selective about again yeah. the energy i want in my life right now and i'm like do i want to see that or do i want to stick with yeah like, a lot of people feel that way yeah i know a lot of friends of the iron who are like because i do get involved yeah my gosh is already exhausting things what <laughs> you did? Oh, yeah, I finished Stranger Things, and now I'm like looking at all things a little weird. And I'm <laughs> what? Like, is that yeah. an alien? <laughs> I did that too. I binge watched that over my. It was such a good show. It's a good show. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of there have been some really good shows out there. So I remember when I watched Insecure. And the person I was dating, and the time when I watched that, I remember like watching the first episode, and she was just talking about a relationship, and I'm just like. Like, you, yeah, we're like, you know, when you watch Infidel in your relationship, you kind of subconsciously just like, yes, want your boyfriend to scoot over. Like, don't sit next to me. I know. It's so funny because I, I watched that show in, last month in August when I was in a bit already, like in a weird state. A so, yeah. funk. so it's it's so funny. I was like, wow, this show. Yeah. I love these kind of shows that are relatable. I feel like it's more reliable than probably a show like Girls. I didn't. I've never watched it fully. Oh, I watched it. The most frustrating show I've ever watched because I hated it, but I couldn't stop watching <laughs> it, and I finished it. And that show is very like heavy, kind of like the stuff that's in it. There's no. I mean, which is HBO. I there's didn't just like the characters. I don't know, but that actress is the main, the yeah. main person who, and she's. I think she made the show, yeah, right? Yeah. She's just a very good actress because I like really disliked her. She, disliked she was so good yeah, at her I role. Her too. Like I believe that that's who she is in real yeah. life. And if I seen her in you person, I'd probably be like <laughs> shake my head at her because yeah, just, like, that's you why me. I didn't like it. Like even though a character has flaws, yeah, sometimes and yeah, even these characters in Insecure had flaws, but they were also at least charismatic in weird ways. Sometimes I hated them, but. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. That show's reliable. Watch it, y'all. If you can't, if you're into, like, figuring, if you feel like your life is the only life that's uh, weird, <laughs> just watch <laughs> their life and you think that it's definitely it's more weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it, I think my life is a TV show or based off of that. I think I have already have a background score in my head for a scene. I'll be like, this is happening, and I would definitely play a background score. Okay. Yeah. Like a, what is a background score? Like a background song. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. I will yeah. be, my little brother oh. and I do background music all the time. Yeah. But we'll just like sing it. 
I, I'm I consider myself a visionary, not like a visionary, like I'm like a genius, but yeah. I, I have a vision for something. I want to make it happen. I feel you. I'm doing that. Like I did that dance video with Delaney and Brian, that Hindi piece, but I'm doing one today, like a shoot, not a dance video, but it's kind of like again a vision thing. Mm -hmm. But it's um, it's for the weekend song, so okay. it's gonna be interesting. Honestly, honestly, it's like I had a James Bond scene in mind, so it's like yeah. gonna do it in the alleyway, walking across, like in a full. It's it's gonna be. interesting. I like that term. I guess I'm a bit of visionary too. Yeah, because I can hear music and I can just see everything yeah. unfold. Yeah, that's cool. Thing. Yeah, I'm gonna add that to my resume. <laughs> Skills, visionary. visionary. <laughs> I know. I feel like I should say that to people, but you know. Yeah. So uh, one thing that I guess puts a lot of people in their 20s in an awkward state is relationships. Oof. I know. We're not going to talk heavy about it because I don't really like to talk about my relationship status on this show to keep it a mystery to everyone. So oh, so we can't acknowledge what's what's happening, what's that's not, not happening. happening. We don't know. We don't know. It's just I just like to keep it a mystery because right. that's as personalized as I can get on this show. Okay. But I, again, that was the same thing with that show Insecure, but also in um, in real life. But I have, I realized this, I was talking to my friends that, you know what, after a, like a bad point or weird points in my life, I decided that I am going to create this persona of being the, my own ideal girlfriend. Like if I was a guy, I want to date myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you feel that way, but like it's it's like I'm at that state where I feel like I'm the perfect girlfriend for myself. Oh so, yeah, right. Yeah, I've created this thing where like, damn, I'm perfect now, and my standards are high. So now, I no, honestly, I. <laughs> It's because you're saying out loud what I'm realizing, like, oh, my God. I think you're the I, I, I was going to say. I think I do that in my head. No, um, <laughs> you're the ideal girlfriend, too. Stop. We all are. But that's kind <laughs> no, of. you are, too. I'll tell you why, but you can say why. <laughs> oh, man. Do you ever, like, this is no shade to anybody, but yeah. do you ever, like, have conversations <laughs> with some of your friends and they tell you some of the things they do and you're like, oh, my God. Like, I would never do that. I'm. I'm great. Like, I would never do that to my man. Like, or I would never do that. Oh, again, but we're not disclosing what we are. No titles. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't mind saying I'm single. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, I do get what you mean by those moments. And honestly, you start to see yourself. I think that's what it is. Like, you're in a place where you see yourself, which is amazing because, you know, when people talk about, like, getting lost in a relationship. Mm hmm that's what they're talking about is you no longer see yourself. You kind of forget the catch that you are, you know, mm -hmm. you get so like just caught up in the shits and you know, it's, you, you forget, you don't see yourself anymore. So I think it's awesome. That's why I'm like laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, like you see yourself. That's what that is. It I, sounds goofy, but you see Seema. I, I think I'm secure now. <laughs> like, forget about yeah. Being yeah. Bec I, I mean, I'll go back to like a past few years I wouldn't say right now, but a past few years where I wasn't like that. And, uh, you know, now I'm, I'm like totally secure. I'm like, wow, I'm yeah. so perfect. Damn. Yes. For <laughs> it. Like, 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 that's what, like my friends are like, wow, she's just you all. You know, it's funny. When I choreograph sometimes and um, something comes together really well, I like literally be like, damn, girl, girl you did that. You see that? Yeah. Like. 
there's a there's a Bollywood a film where there's a very famous dialogue. She's like, "May apni favorite too." That means like, "I am my favorite." Yeah. Like, that's how the same thing with friendships goes. Like, I am my own best friend. I yeah, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, "Don't be afraid to talk to yourself." I talk to myself <laughs> all the time. You have to give your pep. You have to give yourself pep talks. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, that's the person you spend the most time with. Yeah. Might as well have a good relationship. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like. You know, once I've reached that, sec- from the past few years to now, where I've reached that secure phase, I'm like, yeah. Now nothing's nothing's gonna affect me the way it would have in the past. You don't no have as what. much doubt. Yeah, you have better tools to like deal with everything, and that's yeah. what I mean by developing that confidence in yourself, that trust in yourself to know that like whatever situation arises, mm-hmm. you're you know how you you know that you have the tools needed to handle it. Yeah, you don't know how, you don't know what the situation is going to be, but you can trust yourself enough to know, like, but I know I am going to do what's best for myself. Yeah, you know whether other people agree with that or not. Like, you can trust yourself, and I think that's probably some of the hard stuff too. Like in your twenties, is just when you don't trust yourself, when you ha- you don't have many experiences, you kind of just you doubt yourself a lot because you don't feel like okay, I don't I don't have enough tools for this. I don't really yeah. know what to do when it comes to situations like this. You don't trust your decision making because you've had other people make these decisions for you mm-hmm. for a majority of your life. And so when you start to make your own and you mess up as an adult, it sucks because it's like those repercussions feel like 10 times more. But yeah. it's really, it's the only way we're going to learn. We need to embrace those things. Be compassionate to yourselves. Yeah. It's it's like, what was I going to say? I just got lost with the text. <laughs> distractions. <laughs> but, yeah, distractions. But yeah, I've spoken to so many people learned to like again the past like a lot about relationships and stuff like that so now i'm like i used to be called a love guru in the past well it doesn't apply to myself (laughs) it only applies (laughs) to other people because obviously you don't you when you when you're talking to other people emotions you know come about don't come about when you're doing that but when it applies to yourself the emotions are there Mm -hmm. so you don't think rationally so the, that doesn't apply to me. But I've been learning a lot about the love languages, too. Oh, yeah. Have, have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's something that I've really gotten in depth with. But if those of you who have don't know what love languages are, I think I'm going to be talking a, a lot about it <laughs> for different people. But it's basically five lang- love languages to communicate, and everyone kind of has their own love language. And sometimes I ask people that. It's like my icebreaker nowadays. I'm like, what's your love what's language? What's like your love language? And they're like, huh, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, I've heard about that a lot. Um, the only thing I will say, so. There's fight languages, too. Oh. <laughs> Is it the same pastor that made that? A pastor made I don't know. Yeah, he's a pastor. I don't know if it's the same person. Yeah. Yeah. So we learn about it in school. Uh, But um, my only thing with that, like my experience with that as someone who is in relationships and me and my friends, like being in relationships and going through the ups and downs of it. um, You know, when you start to go like through hard parts of relationships, you know, you try to figure out things to like, how do we make this better? Five love languages always comes up in every like every one of my friends relationships that books comes up and they're like you know what i'm gonna give this to my significant other because you know what i'm saying like i want them to take the quiz so we know what each other's love languages is the one thing that i will say though which happens to a lot of people where you get that book for your significant other when you're having problems you give them that book they don't do the quiz you get upset they don't take they don't read the book they don't take it serious yeah it's it again goes it just goes back to the one we all learn that we can't change people but if they're not at the right state of change again if they haven't recognized 
the part that they play in these in their relationship and that they can do things differently you, you giving them this book telling them to take this because you know it's not going to do anything you, you got to let them it's got to be an issue for them before other people start doing anything about it like yeah. at least every, i i did it before i gave that book to somebody that i was with and i wanted them to like hey like this helps like you know i did the work they didn't do the work and you know, and that was like a two-way street. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, unfortunately, like you just got to realize the biggest thing in a relationship. Like if they're not, you you can't force change on anybody. Mm-hmm. Like they have to, they yeah. have to get there themselves. Until it becomes a, an issue for them, they're not really going to change. And as much as you want to shove the book in their face or shove the quiz, shove this. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, I agree. And I remember she was telling me this when I met her. And I've spoken to this about another friend of mine who's mm-hmm. similar like you. You know, we spoke about how on social media you see a lot of people saying, oh, I got married, I'm engaged, and proposals every day. Mm-hmm. And I think she told me that now she's at the state that she's okay with whatever her life is has in store. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to get married at this age. If it yeah. happens, it happens. Otherwise, if it doesn't, I've told my parents that, right? Yeah, that's my fair. That when I talk that's about, what, like, my fairy tale thing, that's the, the reference. It's and that was related me to family year. and parents, too. Yeah. I think, but also the story you want. I, I wanted that. Like, I really thought, yeah. like, so I love family. That yeah. is the biggest thing to me. Yeah. So, really, that was, like... I don't know. I didn't even realize. I'll be honest. I did. I never really verbally acknowledged. Like, I don't have conversations with my friends where I'm like, hey, I'm just waiting until I get married so I can have some kids. Like, I never had conversation like that. But I realized this year, and that was what, like, got me to go, was I was subconsciously kind of waiting for certain pieces of this puzzle to come together. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all right, I got this. I did this. I went to school, blah, blah, whatever. Like, and I realized, like, subconsciously, I was just kind of waiting for some of these last things that I really wanted in life to like come through and like fall together. And it just hit me when I realized like, oh my gosh, like, oh no, no, no. Like you're not gonna wait around for something like that or you're missing years, you're missing experiences, you're missing time, you don't get that back. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was like, no, I gotta go. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. It doesn't, it's not like I can't get the things that I want. You yeah. know what I mean? I could get everything I want. I have love. The love that I have with my family is, you know, I realized that again that was another 27 thing with that um the love that i had with my family like it just really that was the unconditional love that i've like always needed and have always wanted and i feel good knowing that i have that like i feel secure in life having that relationship um as part of one of like the core things that keep me up as a human and i don't know just once i got that realized that part of it and then the trusting aspect of like just trusting yourself and knowing that you're gonna do what you gotta do yeah that's all it really took Gucci. everything else yeah everything's Gucci. okay <laughs> a lot <laughs> oh. everything else will just fall At in work, a place I it's just, just fine yeah i said gucci and i just keep hitting the wall all the time oh <laughs> my the hallways. who have you become i don't know like I'm a 12 year old boy apparently <laughs> i'm surprised you're not dabbing <laughs> uh, yeah I'm surprised I'm not twerking. <laughs> Do you tell your coworkers that you dance? And oh stuff? yeah, they know everything. They know the whole. You know it's so funny. You know, I'm the opposite. You don't. When it comes to school, work, I don't want anyone to know. Anything well, now about I've kind me. of held back because I don't want them to think that's affecting work if it does. But I met a colleague of mine who came for my fashion show, and I didn't know. How cool! 
I didn't. Well, he doesn't work with me in my team, but he, I, he's in my building. And then I, it's not a mentor. <laughs> it's a no- he could model. No, yeah. And but that's so funny because one of the models is friends with mentor, and she told me she knows you through him. Oh, See, like cool. the world is just so I small. I know a lot of people. I don't know how, but I do know a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we're gonna like wrap up soon because you're having a new show. What? <laughs> yeah, that was fast. <laughs> no, but we. But did you have anything else that you wanted to say before we wrap up? Um, let me think. This is fun. It's just like honestly, like I having know. coffee it's with each other and coffee. Well, it's, it's sushi with Sima, but you know. Oh yeah, this is having sushi. But we don't have sushi. I should have commented. Kind of don't like sushi. I don't eat sushi either. I don't eat the real sushi, at least. Um, but. I guess I would just say <laughs> I would just tell people it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. It really is. It's going to be okay. The 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 rough patch you're going through, you're going to get by. You're going to get past it. Um, it'll – and I know no one wants to hear, like, oh, it's going to be okay, you know. But um, there's beauty on the other side of pain and rough times and things like that. So just hang on and it's all Gucci. Gucci. That's the title of the episode. Maybe. It's all Gucci. It's all Gucci. Gucci oh. at 27. Gucci in your 20s. 20s. Gucci in your 20s. Being Gucci in 20s. Let's do that. You're not going to do your last question? Oh, yeah. I, was, I am. I am. I knew I was going to ask you that. You're like, oh, she's waiting for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. Let's get this going. Okay. Choose a number. Ooh. Uh, t- uh, one to what? You didn't even give me a range. One to thirty-six. <laughs> one to thirty-six. I choose thirty-four. Mm. Okay, so <clears throat> thirty-four is your house is on fire. Oh, After man. saving your loved ones and pets, do you have you have time to safely make one final dash to save any one item? Wow, this is dramatic. <laughs> what would it be and why? <sighs> it's an item. Oh man! Now oh, the student inside of me is like my laptop, my papers, <laughs> so my um, passport. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, yeah, you can get, get the passport. That again, right? Yeah, that's true. It's probably expensive. Oh man! Honestly, I've weirdly I've practiced a strategy at uh, this. Uh, I've rehearsed this tragedy before, and it's always like my dog, and oh. then you know. But you already said pets and loved ones. Yeah. So what else would I grab? What do I care about? I don't know. What? I don't really care about many things besides my dog. That's and another family. thing you learn in your twenties. You learn to not care about material. Yeah. Things. Well, I grew up like that. I grew up on it, not really caring about many materialistic things. My parents took me to Africa, and that changed my life. So yeah, that's how I feel. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm sure you already know what that's like. Just yeah. grow. You yeah. just realize yeah. like all these little things you've got. Oh man. Is it bad that I'm thinking about food? But I guess I can like food. Food? <laughs> okay. Oh, I like shoes now. <laughs> oh, I'd have to get my shoes. Okay. Like your heels? No, 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 no. Like your shoes. Like your, my Nikes. Your Nikes. I'd have okay. to get my Nikes. I'm pretty sure that's what it would be. My car keys. Boom. Yeah. Car keys. Good. That was the smartest answer. <laughs> the smartest answer. The most answer. strategic answer, because how are we going to escape the fire? Yeah, the car's got to go. <laughs> They have to go. That's too expensive. <laughs> That's true. That's a good yeah. one. That's a very mature answer. That my favorite pair of pants. <laughs> and shoes. All my leggings. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, thank you so, so, so much. 
It's been fun. It was fun. Yeah, I felt like that was all over the place, but (laughs) hopefully it works for you. If not, just keep it. Well, just keep it coochie. Uh, That's how life is, and we just wanted to have a little chit-chat, just catch up on our life, and probably four months from now we'll have another quarterly session where we catch up again and see where we're at. But, yeah, honestly, it's been a great year, and I can't wait to spend more of it with you unexpectedly at your place. Yeah, show up. (laughs) Show up and show out. Show up and show out. Well, we, yeah. And I'll teach you how to pick um, grapefruit. Grapefruit. <laughs> yes, for sure. Thank you so much, Thank everyone. You. And thanks for listening. We Signing out. out. We out. Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I was like, 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 I was